0: I'm Andrew.
1: That's Rebecca. She's Stacy.
0: And this is Used to Be Cool, the music podcast for people who like discovering new music, talking about old favorites, and sharing songs with the people we love.
2: Now start over. Hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. We actually have somebody we love this week. Do you want to introduce yourself?
3: Yeah.
4: My name is Alan Spackman. I'm a longtime friend of Andrew's. Um, an equal opportunity music lover, but more than any other music in the world, I really love
0: The Grateful Dead.
5: Oh, that's perfect. This and is that's that what is we're why talking we're about We're yeah, we
0: talking about The Dead. Um, Andrew, so... before
5: we get going on The Dead, though, like...
0: Oh, yeah. We, um, Tell us
5: about the cocktail you made.
0: We have um, an, another botched cocktail. Um, I don't, a for effort. I don't hate it. Um, so it was made from a recipe I found online called the tie-dye that was it's, supposed to honor thematic. the dead. Uh-huh. Um, Alan the, here the is there. wearing... One of my favorite of his Grateful Dead shirts, <laughs> the one with Hank Hill on it. Wait, inside. how many,
5: how many Grateful Dead shirts do we have? I guess between the two of you. Maybe 20? Yeah. Oh, damn. Something like that. Yeah. That's 20 more well, than Well, I buy them
4: in the parking lot at, like, every show I go Are to. Are all yeah. of them
5: tie-dyed? No. No. Okay.
4: I actually have, like, very few standard Grateful Dead shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, they're usually purchased from like vendors and mm-hmm. artists who follow the band around yeah. Yeah, yeah. and have struck up this deal with the group where they can sell anything as long as it doesn't say the band's name on it
5: oh so you okay. just got to know by oh. the skull right oh.
4: they can use the iconography and everything mm-hmm. so a lot of them are like not obvious grateful mm-hmm. dead t-shirts they're just lots of skulls and tie-dye jerry
1: bears can they use the bear <laughs> yeah 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 it's yeah, the, just not the the bears classic the the, the,
0: yeah. yeah the bears are everywhere
1: hmm yeah
0: That's one of the things that I found most interesting about the Grateful Dead as I was learning about them was their um, kind of adoption of the bootleg culture, Um, letting people tape shows Mm -hmm. um, and sell shit in the parking lot, apparently, like just to be like, you're a fan, you know, we'll take your money and you'll buy our records and show up, but like. I think that's really cool. That's very different than most business decisions that bands make. Metallica. (laughs) Looking at you, Metallica. Fuck
2: the
5: man. Fuck the man.
2: You're
4: assuming there was a business model. Yeah. So it didn't just (laughs) happen.
5: I don't know if you will feel this way. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alan. But I feel like I went to college in Colorado. I knew a lot of deadheads. And it was like you could show how much of a deadhead you were by what live album you had access to and like which one was your favorite like one of my ex's roommates i mean just wild how many live grateful dead albums he had or like bootleg copies of things
4: Oh, yeah, like there was a tape trading network back in the day. Like people would mail each other blank tapes to get copies of shows that only they had. Um, Some would have like soundboard sources that had managed to leak out of the band's crew and into the wild, and people would have to duplicate them. Betty boards. Yes.
5: I mean, who has a crazy
1: tape collection? Ann Coulter.
4: Oh, what? damn,
1: what? In fact, when they discovered the Paula Jones deposition tapes, they took them to Ann Coulter's house because they knew that she had a bitchin' sound system.
0: Damn.
5: I mean, you guys, maybe I should change my mind about the Grateful Dead. I'm, I'm okay, moving the mic. That's, maybe, that's maybe my we'll goal. today. Maybe that's my, my that goal today.
0: today. Moving the mic just a little bit to make sure that we can pick up Lauren, who is also deadhead
5: now yes yeah
1: um I, I don't know alan just he hooked you yeah wore you down
5: <laughs> gently pushed me in
1: and i was like i don't know if i'm into this and i'm huh? like oops I, I, am. I am
5: yeah do you okay as someone that was pushed kindly shoved in a direction <laughs> would you say that you like seeing them live more than listening to their music yeah. like is that a different experience totally oops. Or do you like listening to a specific album and you're like, no, this is where it's at?
1: I only really listen to live stuff. I oh, don't no. ever throw in Studio Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I like going to shows and then I let Alan care about which show is which. And I'm like, I'm having a good time yeah. listening to this.
0: <laughs> How many Dead and Company shows do you plan to see this year? Um,
4: I, so this summer is their final tour ever. And I will be going to five shows
5: but like really i believe it why
4: they're getting old and john mayer is wants out i think so interesting so he is a free agent for the first time in his career like he's not on columbia records he's not attached to anything and i think he was doing this for an outlet for a while and now that he's kind of a free man i can see him being like okay i'm basically in a cover band
5: mm-hmm. yeah. by
4: his measure yeah at least. yeah um So, and I'm also kind of glad they're going out reasonably on top. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would hate to go to a show and be like, oh, guys, this is getting sad. Yeah. You know, like, I want to leave feeling exhilarated and glad I went. And as long as that's what happens at the final show, which I will be at. Mm -hmm. Where's the final show? Uh, Oracle Park in San Francisco. So
1: that
5: makes sense. Why did I even that? (laughs) (laughs) That's my bad. My bad. So is this how you guys choose your vacations? Like... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I went to go see Dead and Company with Alan. You were out of town, Lauren. No, sure. I was there. Oh no, you were. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I uh, cut it out. That no. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that in, but I'm gonna say mea culpa. Um, but yeah, we went um, and saw um, saw them up in the Woodlands um, about a year ago. Yeah,
4: it was October 15th, 2021.
0: Um, more than a year ago, then. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was wearing that shirt earlier. I have two Grateful Dead shirts.
5: Oh my God. Wow. Do I even wow. know you?
0: Yeah. I'm, Why? I'm, Why? I'm wearing, He's you wearing one right now. right now. You can just barely see it. It's so faded.
5: I don't think that that counts because I can't see shit. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> it it's is. On you, that's it, your yeah. But anyway. It's too subtle. This is a podcast where we listen to and share music. And I'm going to put Rebecca on the spot oh, to yes. admit what I've already heard.
5: I don't want to be rude. And I appreciate that everyone has a sound that they are super into. I have tried so hard to get into Grateful Dead. I know so many people that are into it. It is just like... College in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think it's a whole uh, jam band thing in general. Like, Ashley is not into jazz, and she's just sworn off all jazz. And I think mine is jam band because it's really hard for me. Like, I want, like, a start a middle and an end to a song and sometimes I just get lost and I'm like, I'm bored. Mm
4: -hmm. Does the aesthetic baggage of the jam band thing kind of bog it down for you too?
5: I'm not sure. I don't know.
4: Well, you know, like the... The, the patchouli, the hacky sack, no, the
5: veggie burritos no, 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 the parking no. lot. No, 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 no. Because I love a festival. Yeah. I don't care about not showering.
2: <laughs> Sign me <laughs> up.
5: Like, I, that part, I'm, t- I'm totally down for, like, the experience of going to a concert. Like, I actually think if I were to give them, like, an honest try, seeing them live, I would be down with. Because it sounds like so yeah, much yeah. fun. Yeah. And they're obviously talented musicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had a hard time picking. Also, yeah. apparently, I started with the wrong albums.
3: <laughs>
0: For me, because I'm with you, I'm not a big jam band person. But there is Grateful Dead that I like mm-hmm. because of um, drugs. I, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, those help. But like, you know, when when I was first, when people were first trying to introduce me to the Grateful Dead, it was people trying to give me live. Mm-hmm. 30 minute mm-hmm. jam band things. And I was like, no, I'm out. But then <laughs> I'll come around to my picks later, but, um, they have, a, they have a pretty decent studio catalog as well. So mm-hmm. I don't know.
5: Yeah. But, I do like that. They cover a lot of music also, and they make it their own. Um, and that kind of leads me to my pick. Um, they covered CC writer and I really like that song. And so I'm going to play the original. The C.C. Rider version that they did is like seven minutes long. And it really, to me, should be a two-minute song. It <laughs> rips. So... so let's hear it. <laughs> I'm a cheater. You can ask them. I pretty much always bend the rule. You were the first to
0: break the rules. Yeah,
5: that's true. Yep. Here we go.
3: You have done. I said, see, 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 right? Oh, see, what you have done. Well, you made me love you, and now and now and now you love a man What I say, well, I'm going away, baby, and I won't get back to the fall. Going, going, going away, baby, and I won't get back to the fall. If I find me a good girl. Fall. If I find me a good girl, I won't, won't be back at all. What well, i see. I do you see? Easy right. Oh see, what you have done, oh, Let's see, oh, see what I do oh, see right. Oh, oh see, what you have done. Yeah, you made me love you and now I know that I know that. What I see, what I said see. CC Rider, I said C, 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 CC Rider, I said C.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry that I cheated.
2: That was cool. I liked that. I like
1: that. still yeah, I love the, um, that you just six degrees of Kevin Bacon,
5: <laughs> and Elvis <laughs> and the Grateful Dead. Yeah. You know, Together. I could have gone a few ways, like, because a lot of people have also covered the dead. So like, uh, Sublime, etc. like there's a lot of things to choose from if you're not specifically a deadhead right. that like is them adjacent because you know they are talented like they're really talented um so i'm hoping while we're here my mind gets changed so we'll see
0: i fully expected you to just um
5: veto like (laughs) sit
0: it
3: out here's my song three minutes of silence no 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 i want to give everything i want
5: to give everything a chance and um i don't know there definitely has to be a song out there that i like
4: the Dead's version of that is like slow,
0: slow,
5: so slow. Yeah,
0: I think the when we saw them, I think the cover that I enjoyed the most was they did um, El Paso by Marty Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really change it; they just played it. Mm-hmm. It
4: was—I mean, it was nine minutes, so
2: they
0: changed did. it somewhat. <laughs> <You did do. laughs> but add, like,
2: it, it was on tempo.
0: It was the—it was the song. It was just El Paso, but with a guitar solo in the middle of it.
5: Um, a rambling guitar solo in the middle of it. It was good, though. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. I, so
1: I... Um, let's see. What's my relationship with The Grateful Dead like? Uh, I had a lot of friends in college who were um, really into fish. Like, <laughs> <it's> very... <laughs> I'm sorry. Very, me, too. Why Thank were you, you friends for that. with me those too. people? Uh, we were the first people in our friend group to have an apartment in that... Mm. You get a lot of hangers on by having gotcha. the first apartment. Um, they were really, really into fish, And also, of course, The Grateful Dead comes along with that. And so I could <laughs> listen to The Grateful Dead more. Whereas I, if I ever hear a Laugh and Laugh and Fall Apart again in my whole, <laughs> in my whole life... <laughs> I'll murder people. The stench of your unwashed friends it's will awful. just come rushing <laughs> back <awful>. to you. <laughs> but I, like, I was never a super fan. I i somehow at one point had like a skeleton, skeletons in the closet, skeletons from the closet, mm-hmm. from the closet. Uh, I had a copy of that and that's kind of like my um, my whole universe of the Grateful Dead starts and stops with that album and I, I liked it. I have a little bit less patience for some of the jam bandier aspects, but I like them. I like the whole aesthetic and kind of that whole vibe I was really into. I just didn't have tolerance for the jam bandy part of it. So the song that I picked was a um, hugely accessible. Um, I I always really, really liked this song. So this is um, Uncle John's Band by a band called The Grateful Dead.
2: You worry anymore? Cause when life looks like Easy Street, there is danger at your door. Think this through with me. Let choice my friends better take my advice you know all the rules by now and the fire from the ice will you come with me won't you come with me In the light, their walls are built of cannon and Their mother is do tread on me. Come here, Uncle John's bed, playing to the tide. Come with me or go along. He's come. story the cruddle it's the only one you know like the morning sun you come and like the wind you go ain't no time to hate barely time to Be a violin And I beg you call the tune Anybody's choice I can hear your voice Whoa, oh, what I want to know oh, How does the song go? Come here, Uncle John's band By the river side Some things to talk about Here beside the rising tide Come here, Uncle John's band
5: You made it. Well, that was a song. Great choice. My
0: favorite part was when Rebecca checked the time to see how much (laughs) song was left. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Every every time she did it? (laughs) it's uh,
5: Yeah. I liked it. It's just too long for me.
0: I can... It's got, um, so one of the things I love about that song is that it's very, like, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Yeah, it's got that.
5: That's what I like
1: about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love the harmonies in
1: that one. Yeah, I love the harmonies,
0: too. It's a great
4: opportunity to point out that the the Grateful Dead had a lyricist mm-hmm. as a member. Mm. There's a guy named Robert Hunter, yeah, who was know. a, I mean, I, for, as far as I'm concerned, a, a true poet. Um, I've always thought that, like, one of the gifts of being a deadhead <laughs> is you kind of carry around a pocket full of aphorisms. And that song is full of them.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
4: Um, uh, You know, Ain't No Time to Hate, The First Days of the Hardest Days, Um, When Life Looks Like Easy Street, There's Danger at Your Door. They're just all these little nuggets of wisdom that are suffused to their discography, but that song has a disproportionate amount of them.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, fun fact about him, though... I, when I was doing my research for this, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with them when they were inducted. And he is the only non-performer who has ever been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Aww. along with the band.
5: Nice. That's
4: awesome. Another fun fact about Robert Hunter is that he was an MK Ultra participant. Ooh, really? It was fed acid by the U.S. government.
1: Aha. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, you I should assume that look that was that That's Mortal Kombat related. <laughs> <Different>. <laughs>
5: oh yeah, MK
4: Ultra is a good Wikipedia rabbit hole yeah. for anyone listening. I'm or gonna do it room. right now. It is, yeah.
5: During cool. the next Grateful Dead
4: song. <laughs> don't don't click <laughs> yeah. Don't click too many clicks
1: away from that though, because you'll probably get into some really weird and dark stuff pretty quick. But like, oh. click, click on that.
4: I also kind of have a funny story about that skeletons from the closet compilation. Oh. Um, when I was young and school of rock had come out and classic rock had sort of gotten on a lot of kids my age's radar, um, and I'd gotten really into like Black Sabbath and the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And all I knew of the Grateful Dead was their iconography. So skulls and stuff like that. And I figured they were a heavy metal band and that they would be like Shotgun. Led Zeppelin or, you know, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath. Um, And my dad had that CD in his collection. So I was like, jackpot. I threw that on. And the first song is, I think, the Golden Road to Unlimited Devotion, which is like the most hippy, dippy, bullshit (laughs) song
3: they
4: (laughs) ever recorded. And for years, I didn't just think I hated the Grateful Dead. I would make fun of them and anyone who liked them.
1: Nice. Did you get past that song? Were you just like, oh,
4: nope. I was just like, yeah. I was like, this is not, (laughs) nope, this isn't it. (laughs) I mean, it's
0: like the ghost band that you brought to us. They were oh, wearing yeah. corpse paint, but yeah. the, yeah. the but comparison like you made was REO Speedway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Um, Don't so judge a book. It's interesting that you bring up the lyricist because I also picked... Um, so Uncle John's Band is the first track on Working Man's Dead, yeah. um, which is what I also picked. I almost called it Audible and switched when
1: oh, damn. you picked. I had another... I had a backup in um, my pocket.
0: But I was like, ah, I'm going to stick with it because it's different enough. Because um, that one and... American Beauty were both released in 1970, um, and they're both like studio albums, and they're my two favorites, um, which I know is heresy for a fan of The Grateful Dead, no, but not at all. Um, so, the lyricist um, whose name has just left my mind, um, Robert uh, Hunter. Robert Hunter, thank you, um, wrote this song that I picked for this time um, about. The disaster that was the concert at Altamont. Oh,
1: um, great documentary, by the way.
0: Which is you yeah. Watch it. The if you're if unfamiliar, general idea is that rather than um, really pay, pay, pay anyone, um, the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead were going to have a concert together, and they just offered to let the Hell's Angels be the security guards for yeah, five hundred dollars worth fine. of beer. It
1: seems fine.
0: Which also seems so <clears throat> underpaid, but anyway, it didn't. This turn was in San
1: Francisco, right? Well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this is New Speedway Boogie. Hell
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't dominate the rap jack If you got nothing new to say If you please don't back up the track. This train's got to run today I spent a little time on the mountain, spent a little time on the hill. Some say better run away, others say better stand still. Now I don't know, but I've been told it's hard to run with the way to go. Others Weight of lead. Who can deny? Who can deny? It's not just a change in style. One step done and another begun, and I wonder how many miles. Thinking, time will now i don't know but i was told in the heat of the sun a man died of cold keep on coming on standing wait with the sun so dark and the hour so late Like Jack of any other habit you had. It's got no signs or dividing lines and very few rules to guide. I spent a little time on the mountain. I spent a little time on the hill. I I saw things getting out of hand. I guess they always will. I don't know, but I've been told If the horse don't pull, you got to carry the load I don't know who's back that strong Maybe find out people long. got to give one way or another one way or another one way or another this darkness got to give one way or another one
0: I really like. I didn't know that it was about Altamont until doing research for the podcast here.
4: But that's kind of something I like about it. Is like it's it can be about anything. Yeah. Like those lyrics can yeah. be relevant to you and have nothing to do with what it was written about. Right. And that's like a choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely.
4: You know yeah. who does a cool cover of it? Courtney Barnett.
5: Oh. Yeah. 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 There you cool. just got Becca. Yeah. Back a yeah. Theme of the pod. <laughs> really good. Um,
0: I've not heard that one either. I'll have to check that out afterwards.
4: For all um, indie rock lovers, there's a compilation called Day of the Dead. It is appropriately 4 CDs long, Wow it, it was compiled it's a one it was song commissioned by time. the National of um, their members and it's a bunch of indie rock artists playing um, mm-hmm. their favorite Grateful
0: Dead songs. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. yeah, but you can definitely hear, you know, it's it's a lot What I learned about was that it was a lot of their reaction to like feeling unfairly blamed yeah. for what was really the Rolling Stones' fault and the Hells Angels' fault um, with the deaths that happened at Altamont and that they weren't really consulted about, like, moving it. Right. The, in fact, the title, The New Speedway, is actually related to, I guess, them moving it from a place that they used to play or they were comfortable playing and had played many times to the Altamont Speedway, which was this abandoned racetrack, I guess, mm-hmm. in the desert. Um, so...
4: not to mention there they had some deep regret over it because if you've seen the documentary um uh, let it bleed um there is uh, the band the jerry garcia and phil Lesh and a few members of the band show up and receive reports that the hell's angels have been beating people up and they decide like we're just gonna bail on this this is bad news and apparently they had a lot of guilt about whether or not they could have calmed the crowd down and, you know, changed the energy of the scene instead of just leaving.
0: Yeah. So. Mm. Terrible. Yeah. All right. That on, the, on that note. Yeah. You're up now. I, I'm, I'm the one who drags us down. <laughs> oh. Did it for the holiday episode. <laughs> yeah.
5: Interesting. Okay. Uh,
4: so while, while Andrew solves some technical difficulties, um, I really strive to find something that I felt like encapsulated <laughs> why i really love the grateful dead and what i think they do um, can i ask
1: you one quick question yeah you s- said earlier that you had this initial experience with the grateful dead where you're just like nah not for me are you about to tell us how you came back to them and if you're not could you tell us that
2: mm.
4: sure um f- so th- it was the 50th anniversary of the band and they were just sort of in the air at the time like they were on the cover lots of music magazines like there were lots of displays of like their CDs and records, which is kind of where I came into it. I had a car at the time that really only played CDs, and I, I don't know what possessed me. There was just this two-disc Best of the Grateful Dead staring at me at a Barnes & Noble.
3: <laughs> and I was
4: just like, sure, why not? Um, and I had a forty minute car ride ahead of me and by the time I got out of the car I was I was changed. Wow. My life was changed. I don't know what hit me differently. I know what song it was though. And it was uh, Casey Jones. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've yeah. not heard it, it's a it's a great song. But um
1: It's a short one, Becca. I know. I, I know then
4: journeyed I into the the live stuff, you know, reading a lot of comments, you know, just like you've gotta listen to them live, you've got to listen to them live. You don't know, you like that's really where the appeal is. And um so I'm very ADHD. Um and one thing that I found when I was first starting to work and write for a living was that I could really write to their music because it's a strange mixture of mm-hmm. composed but also free-forming and there's space. So, like, I never like listening to classical music when I write because it's too it, – it, it like, it creates train tracks my brain has to stay on. Mm. Um, and I really loved how the Grateful Dead – had something that had enough points of interest that I could focus in on parts of it, but that it was free and open enough that my mind could sort of play mm-hmm. while I heard it. Um, and then I just just fell in love and got deeper and deeper and deeper.
0: I'd like to point out that you said you had a car that would only play CDs, which was top of the line when I started driving. <laughs> that was the best, the best that it had. To yeah, mine often. had I mean, a tape deck. Oh, uh, tape, and deck, I had tape. to get
5: one of those like a uh, tape yeah. deck uh-huh. with the little yeah, wire one, that comes yeah. out. Yeah and you can't
4: drive over a bump cuz no was, no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um the more i got into them what i really came to love about them is and excuse me i'm going to say i'm very corny here for a minute but We're like here for i'm it. very sincere about this i really think that the grateful dead embody almost everything that was both good and uniquely american um poetry literature jazz country music rock and roll the blues And again, uh, you know, just the the open road, a sense of adventure, a sort of there's a documentary about them on Amazon that's really great, where they had a British road manager who said, you know, no one leaves to go find England or go find Ireland. But there's this notion of wanting to go find America. And I think that the Grateful Dead are sort of a journey for and through America.
5: Hmm. Oh, i love that yeah, you're nice. making me want to like them thank you <laughs> I,
0: I mean i don't feel like you've ever not wanted to like them i think that's you true. just maybe haven't had your moment like H- alan yeah. has
4: so this what i picked is i'm gonna warn you it's technically two songs but we're not gonna listen to the second one <laughs> um, no that's
1: right up back Alley. yeah this that's is, true it's fine
4: this is from their live album europe 72 Okay. And I picked it because it illustrates just about everything I think they do really, really well. This is called China Cat Sunflower. affectionately known by fans as china writer
0: why did they let it flow like that it was a seamless transition does the rest the the song just continue along those lines and they're just kind of echoes of one another
4: uh yeah i mean i know you writer is just it's it's an old folk song that they picked up and kind Mm -hmm. of repurposed um and they became inseparable twins Uh after existing separately in the catalog for a long time nice Um, I really like that you hear a lot of different things in that song. One of the big ones that I, it's, it's, it's nerdy, but it's something I really like about them is like tone layering. Mm -hmm. Like every member of that band like has a defined role, like Bob Weir and Jerry Garcia, both like Bob Weir does not solo Jerry Garcia solos, but Bob Weir also does not just hold down rhythm chords either. And, you know, you can actually sort of hear them playing off of each other's guitar parts and having a bit of a conversation You get, like, nice piano fills, the bass that is not doing anything a bass is supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, we go on this psychedelic journey through just utter nonsense that lands in this very, you know, authentic piece of, like, folklore. And I know you, writer. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the complete Grateful Dead journey. I dig it.
1: Yeah, what I love about that is that it's not a song that I had heard before, but like just getting dropped into the middle of it, you can be like, "Oh yeah, it's a Grateful Dead song." Like, like what you were saying about how um, it is—it's sort of um, this—it includes all of these genres, but it's so specifically the Grateful Dead. That's really a wonderful accomplishment.
0: Right. I, I think it's come up a couple times here too, where like. I've played songs or Rebecca's played songs that you were like, you had to be in that like certain time of life or whatever else. And I think that that's one of the things that the Grateful Dead, um, transcends that I find really interesting and unique about them. Um, I think about like, you know, you had friends who were into it. Rebecca had friends that were into it. Um, you know, Alan's close to 10 years younger than I am. Alan and Lauren both. And so like, (laughs) Um, but then, like also like Lindsay on uh, Freaks and Geeks, that's the where the show Cliffhanger ends is where she and the other uh, Freaks and Geeks oh, yeah. okay. are gonna go get on that VW yeah, right. bus and follow the dead for the summer. Yeah, and I think never... just the freaks. What?
1: Huh? I think it's just the Freaks. just the
4: freaks. Yes,
5: <laughs> I'm gonna be
4: I'm gonna be incredibly nerdy. Go for it. The first the show the the show that they would have landed at was in Houston. That was the first show on that tour that she would have left to be, go follow. <laughs> I love that you know
2: <laughs> that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it.
1: Off the top of his yeah. head, at the uh, at
4: what is now the Lakewood Church where Joel Osteen preaches.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: Damn. Wow. And, uh, at the summit. Is that what it was mm-hmm. at that time? The yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Awesome. Weird. Well, cool. That was some of the dead. It was not even close to scratching the surface but i was glad that we could jump into this um we won't make rebecca do it again but
5: but it was it was cool like i like how passionate you guys are about it like i like hearing what you enjoy about the music and about the band and the lyricists et cetera. Et cetera. i mean it just goes on yeah so. not
1: everything is for everybody
5: yeah yeah and that's right. totally yeah, cool well, good
4: Can we agree that they're better than fish?
2: Oh, Oh.
5: yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. A hundred percent. And the friends that I had that were really into fish, like, we would get the Grateful Dead, like, as an offshoot of, I was just like, I can't listen to fish anymore. And they were probably my worst, my worst friends. They Mm -hmm. only wanted to come to our apartment to, like, smoke pot.
0: Fish
4: oh. fans love so. borrowing things. Tell
0: me about, <laughs> Tell me about it. Dallas.
1: I, I want that like, shirt back to
0: I would like that as a bumper sticker. <laughs> Fish fans love borrowing <laughs> things. <laughs> um, awesome. Alan and Lauren, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank for you for having me. We'll having have you back. Um, yeah, um, for anyone listening, check us out online, usedtobecoolpodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram, utpc.podcast. Tell your friends about us, and if you own the music, don't, don't sue, us sue us because we don't own it. You do, and we just want people to listen to it.
5: See you next time.
0: Bye.
1: A refreshing
5: ice tingle. professional. I'm a professional
0: professional tingler (laughs) that sounds not great real weird I i don't love that it's a job no one wants